Yes, people coming in on the sounds of the alcoholics. Yo, brings you back to 97, right, people? When rap was all on fire. Yes. Okay. So, um, yo, uh, we had some stuff going down, right? Some stuff has definitely been happening over, um, you know, the last few days, which is always, always enough to make you uh, roll your eyes, right? So, um. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, they're promoting this big Oprah interview of Prince Harry and uh, Megan. I don't know what even the fuck to call her, right? Because she's not Markle anymore, it's whatever, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I, I love the fact that in, in their clip of this interview, you know, he... Um, says it's been so difficult <laughs> you know separating themselves from the life of being in the royal family i mean like yeah i'm sure it is tough you know what i mean Put, giving back all those jewels and moving out of those huge properties Oh damn, life is so hard <laughs> But it's not like they still don't have a shit ton of cash Right? They've still got mad money They're always in the goddamn news They signed a deal with Netflix It's like, shut the fuck up son you know what I mean? Come on. Jeez. Some people, man, they, they, they wanna, you know what I mean? Moan about some bullshit that really is nothing. You then go on to, um, you know, to Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus? Or do you say Zeus? I don't even know. Right? This, did, I, for me, I don't really feel this was a thing in the UK. Right? I don't remember seeing this shit. Right? It was uh, Peter and Jane books. <laughs> That's what we had. Right? The famous five, Magnificent Seven. You know what I mean? Enid Blyton. Um, and uh, yeah, Peter and Jane. But, yo, they're, they're, the estate has withdrawn six titles. Right? Withdrawn six titles because they're saying. Um, Ah, uh, yeah, they, they weren't really, you know, racially correct And be like, yeah, no shit Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Eggs and Ham was from a day past when, um, you know, you used to have a a wool a a, a wool a, a wool and cotton colour known as you know what I mean N black right and I think you know what the N is standing for right <laughs> yeah that was a thing so 
Shit was a lot different when those books were written, right? <laughs> so the, the 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 problem is is some of the images. I don't believe it's the story in themselves, but some of the images, the pictures from those books. And you gotta say to yourself, instead of pulling the books, right? Instead of pulling the books, just Maybe change those images Right, how about you just do that Commission a new artist To change those images Or Just put a sticker on a book And go, hey These books were created in a different time Right, because I It irritates the fuck out of me Every time they do shit like this Pull it, change it And then try and make out Oh yeah, everything was cool Now, listen Even Dr. Zeus Zeus, however you pronounce it Even he He had good sensibilities, man He loved everyone All of you kids, he loved you all Right? It'd be like, listen Some people were racist you know, we, we understand That's why a lot of the wars happened Right The church was racist Like we know all of these things Why try and hide behind it You know I mean Try and act like oh, No people People didn't used to hate each other No 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 <laughs> Everyone liked their eggs and ham they were always accessible and handed out to anyone of any race, gender, you know, or religious belief. <laughs> no, just stop it. Stop fucking around, man. Stop doing it. It's embarrassing, right? It's embarrassing. You know, to uh, share their point, they, they in the article, they were like, oh, yes, and the same thing happened with Tintin. And they'd been like... Yeah, they are both from that time. <laughs> you mean both both lots of stories were written in a time when, you know, people still believed in apartheid. Right? <laughs> Come on, man. What are you doing? And I, I feel one of the other crazy stories of the week is um there's a war between Two rival contraception apps, right? One's called Natural Cycles and the other is called Clue. Natural Cycles came first and they are irritated, right? They are irritated that Clue has been um, given the clear to go ahead and, um, you know, go out there in the world, you know, claiming... (laughs) They're not as accurate as we are. You know, we're the best. You know, ah, you know they, they say that Clue is um, 92% effective in preventing pregnancy. And ni- natural cycles, they're so much better. They're 93%, right? They're a percentage more. <laughs> you, you hear me? Like, listen, I could understand if one was like 55 and the other is like, you know, 90. But there's a percentage in it. A percentage in it. And let's be honest, that percentage is a load of bullshit. 
Right, it's bull because so this is the thing, right? Both of these apps monitor a woman's menstrual cycle, right? So they're saying, oh, during this period of time, you can't get pregnant, so you can have unprotected sex. Go at it, go at it, and you're kind of like, I wouldn't trust either. Ain't trusting either. How many times, right? Have you? Known a chick, right? Maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your girlfriend, you know. But you have known someone who, right? You, because you can usually, you know, right? When you've been with uh, with a young lady for a period of time, you understand, you know, the, uh, when a cycle's gonna hit, right? But she's like, oh no, no, no. You'd be like, are you? Uh, no, no, no. I'm cool. I'm not due until next week. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, oh no. And they run, they run off for, you know, a little while and then come back and be like, oh, I came early. Or, or they, they're mad, irritated. and he'd be like, what the fuck's up with you? And be like, I was meant to come on yesterday and I'm, I'm not. And, and it's just like, you know, and, and they're a week late, right? So cycles change. You know what I mean? Cycles change. They're not necessarily the same time every single month. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. So let's be honest. Yes, one app might be one percentage better than the other, but who the fuck is trusting an app? Right? You might as well just use the pull out method and, uh, you know. <laughs> Hope for the best, right? Hope for the best. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's hilarious when um people try and uh yeah make these stupid arguments. And finally, people, this um caught my eye. So Volvo. Right, you know, it's the, um, what are they? What country is Volvo from? God damn it. Man, I, you know, for the, for the life of me, I have forgotten. But, I think they're a Nordic. I, I mean, yeah, I believe they're a Nordic company. But anyway, they have said, yeah, they're Swedish. They've said that by 2030... They will only be making and selling electric cars. Electric cars. Which, you know, everyone's like, yeah, that's great for the environment. And yes, it stops the drilling for oil and all of that. Which oftentimes, you know, it's in a rainforest or in the Arctic or, you know, it's on native ground. You know, something like that, right? So yes, it stops that. Stops fracking, all of those things, which yet yeah, aren't great. But here's the thing with electric cars. Well, firstly, you know, what I mean, uh, you have to recharge, and the the recharge stations aren't exactly all over the place. They, there's more of them than there was, but you know, you still wouldn't want to bank on those things being on a long ass journey. Secondly. The amount of shit 
to make one of those batteries, right? Making those batteries is not good for the environment. So, do you know what I mean? Like, Volvo can be like, yo, we're doing great things for that. But it's just like, but what about all those batteries, son? What about making those batteries? Have you found a more ethical, a greener way to make an electric battery? Because right now, right now, it's not a great thing. It's not a great thing. So, they, yeah, I don't believe they mentioned that in the piece I saw. So, um, you know, on one hand, look at us. On the other hand, we're still fucking the planet. <laughs> and we're not bringing Vaseline with us. <laughs> but we don't care because this looks good for PR. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, people, let's get into um, some uh, juicy shit, right? Because, yeah, this was just some quick fire bullshit. There's some other crazy shit that, you know, I, there was more to say on, all right? So let's get into that right now. Buckle up, people, because it's going to get crazy. Beating your children is a bad thing. Right, I th- I think we've all agreed over the years that you shouldn't hit your kids, but I tell you this, I tell you this, and Heber, I bet she wants to beat the shit out of her son. <laughs> She's she wants to smack. The shit out of him, right? And if you don't know who Anne Hebert is, well, she was, <laughs> I'd say she was a um a high up in Nike, right? She was their general manager for North America. She'd worked at the company for um 25 years, possibly slightly longer, right? She'd but she'd held that job, and imagine, imagine what that paycheck was like, right, imagine the goddamn perks, woohoo, that would have been sweet, that would have been great, well, she is now left, she's now left, because her son, right, he, uh, he owns a company called West Coast Streetwear, and that company is a trainer sneaker resale business, right? And uh, yeah, they're pieces of shits, right? I mean, like any, I hate resale companies. I mean, I usually come across them. With um, you know, gig tickets, right? You you see, you think, oh, I want to go to that concert, and then it's just as soon as it goes on sale, all the tickets have gone, all the tickets have gone, and they're on a resale site for double, triple, you know, ridiculous prices. Now it's all a scam, right? And this is the crazy thing about it. We've seen over the years, you know, Ticketmaster got into a lot of trouble. Because they own some of these resale sites. 
you know, and we had people stand up to them, Robbie Williams, Bruce Springsteen, you know, people like that refused to uh, work with them until they made some changes, you know, now the government stepped in and changed all of that, so, now, you might think, that's a bit of a tangent, I mean, it is, but it isn't, because I, I, I think it's, it also, you know, will lead into this next point, right, so, um, the, her son, right, he, uh, he started his business in 2018, right, started in 2018, and I think it was 2018, or, or maybe you might have started it slightly before, but, and she told the higher-ups at Nike, she disclosed this information, you know, to Nike at that point, right, and um, they said this, which was interesting, Right, there was no violation of company policy, privileged information, or conflicts of interest, nor is there any commercial affiliation between West Coast Streetwear and Nike, including the direct buying or selling of Nike products. So, Nike said that, which you would kind of think, okay, if that's the case, then she shouldn't resign, right, but you kind of feel, mm, I don't know if I buy that, <laughs> you know what I mean, I don't know if I buy that, because this is the thing, and son Joe, right, this little toe rag, I'm sure he found out when new trainers were going to come on the market, Right, I am sure that information was dropped, and it's not so much of a hey, uh, be ready because you know on Thursday the new Jordans are coming out. But it's just one of those things. Hey, what you been working on? Oh man, we got this and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? There's just shit that will come out, right? But the biggest thing, right? The biggest thing. He used her credit card. <laughs> he was buying stuff with her credit card. Right? So, listen. She is, I mean, she was, right, the general manager for North America. So, again, imagine what that wage was. Right? So, that credit card and that credit card limit would have been... Ridiculous Right, you know when you watch those films TV shows And someone pulls out that Credit card, you know The platinum card with no Nothing on it Right And, it, you know, you know That that card, you know, the limit is ridiculous That opens up doors She probably had one of those Right, so he can buy So much shit with that And he did, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, they, they said that at one point, he bought, right, $132,000, which is £94,780 worth of shoes, right, he bought that in one sitting, right, he bought that, now, that's not with 
his credit card. You know, and he made a profit from all the sales of 20 grand. Right? So, yeah, he used her credit card. You know, like, if he was just, you know, doing things on his own, it's still shitty, but, you know, but he's using her to facilitate his business, which, what the fuck, man, come on, that's some ridiculous bullshit right there, and with, you know, with the ticket resales, right, so, all of that, like, we were talking, you know, about ticket resales in, what, yeah, in 2018, right, that, it was a huge thing then, even before that point, right, so, for them not to think to themselves, this could be a problem, right, this could be a problem, I mean, you have that, they would have been able to have seen all the fallout from, you know, Ticketmaster, you know, is it Try a Go-Go, something like that, right, all of these things, they would have seen all of that, and if that didn't make them go, okay, yeah, we've probably fucked up, we need to change something, we need to do something, right, then, yeah, then they're little shysters, <laughs> like, I have no sympathy for this situation, you know, and, yeah, you know, they used, they used something that was there, right, they, they pulled a hustle, but, you can't feel bad for them, you know, definitely cannot feel bad for them, and it just, I think it looks so bad, like, this whole thing looks bad, seems, uh, yeah, you know, night trainers, you know, they, they resell at a ridiculous price, such a crazy price, I've not, I've never really been a trainer person, so, you know, I'm, I'm not on that shit, but I know people that do, and they spend, Spend money, they spend big money on that, right, so the fact that Nike, you know, one of their top employees was helping facilitate this shit, ooh, yeah, not a good look, so even though they put out the, uh, the little statement that no, no, um, violations were made, I imagine they put that out, and then they said to her, you gotta go, (laughs) you gotta go, here's a fat little, because she would have got, I'm sure she got a, uh, a little golden ticket payout, right, you know what I mean, I'm sure, but yeah, I, I, I imagine they kicked her ass for this shit. (laughs) And the other thing If it wasn't such a big problem Why did little Joe Herbert You know Hide that information In the first place Right If you If it's fine Hey you'd You know You'd make that Known Like you're not hiding it But obviously It's an issue Because these motherfuckers hid it So Uh 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess karma does bite people in the ass in the end. <laughs> and, um, you know, if they hadn't been saving some money, putting shit aside, heesh, they're going to wish they had. <laughs> I mean, they're going to wish they had. It really seems weird that we just keep on having this argument, right? Still seems to be a thing. You know, streaming platforms, cinemas, right? It's all about that release window, right? How long should it be? You know, we have seen it change drastically. And, um, you know, you speak to different people, they're going to give you different answers, right, so, um, recently, Netflix chief officer, Greg Peters, you know, he, um, he was speaking, right, at the Morgan Stanley, uh, technology, media, and telecom conference, and, uh, he said, um, you know, We've been supporting release, simultaneous release for a long time, and maybe shorter theoretical. God damn it! I like I can say the word, and then sometimes it's just like ah, how to pronounce it? Cinema release windows. Fuck it, that's what we're saying, right? Cinema release. Windows. So I would say we're enthusiastic to see a shift in enabling more and more of that. Right? At the end of the day, it's hard to buck that trend for too long. And I think that that's eventually where things go. Now, on the flip side, obviously, right, you've got Philip Clapp. Right, chief executive of the UK Cinema Association, who has said <laughs> there is no evidence that consumers have strong feelings either way on the existence of the uh, cinema release window. What we do know is that most would say that 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 the very best place to see a film is in a cinema. Right. And, listen, I'd say that you basically, right there, have made the point that your argument to all of this is ridiculous. <laughs> if you say that most people would claim that, hey, they would prefer to watch a film in the cinema then where is your argument, right, so back in the day, you know, the window, it, it like, you used to have 90 days, I think that, that was the big one, right, 90 days, then it kind of dropped to 60, and then recently, you know, we've seen with the whole HBO Max thing, it's 30 days, and a lot of people were thinking, eh, we can change that. And for some films, for some films, just make it, you know, the simultaneous release, which a lot of indie studios have been doing already. 
you know, and listen, the, the thing is this, people do want films to be released simultaneously, you know, it just makes shit a lot easier, sometimes you can't go to the cinema, right, it's not like people are saying, give us this shit for free, no, people will pay, but they're just like, look, give us this other option, you know, because you have look, a number of people that can't always get to the cinema. I have a lot of friends, right, who now have kids. The Muppets they are. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> they've got kids. And take when they told me how much babysitters are, I'm just like, and you wanted to have kids? What the fuck's wrong with you? But, yeah, because of all those costs, and supposedly, you can't just use a newspaper as a nappy. Nappies cost a lot of money as well. Formula, all of that. So, yeah, going to the cinema, which went from being, you know, £5. As a kid, I could go to the cinema for £5, which, granted, that, you know, was definitely more back in the day. Right, what for what you could buy for five pounds back in the day was a lot more than what you can buy for five pounds now. So things do change, yes. But to go to the cinema now, it's like thirty pounds minimum. Thirty pounds, right? That's without a drink and snacks. Some people want snacks, right? That's not you know the cost of getting there, right? Food afterwards, all of that. £30, sometimes it's even more than that, right, so you might, let's just say, drop £40 on cinema tickets, that's fucking crazy, like, kids don't have that, cinema was a a cheap day option, it's no longer a cheap day option, right, so you've ostracised a lot of people with the current way in which they're doing it, you know, so the people that can't get to the cinema, you know, maybe you're ill, right, right now, with, you know, the pandemic, you know, yes, everything is shut, but say everything was open, right, and maybe you get the virus, but the film you've been waiting for, imagine you wanted to go see June, right, wanted to go see June or Black Widow, you know, maybe No Time to Die, and you get the motherfucking virus, so you can't go out, so now you can't see the film, but if it's released at the same time, boom, you can still go, right, you can still pay your money, but you get to watch it from the comfort of your own home, boom, what, what's bad about that, and as, you know, homie said, right, a lot of people, most people will agree, watching it at a cinema is the best experience, because, yeah, you've got the sound system, the comfy chair, all of that, the ambiance, now, some people have their home studios, right, so they can recreate it, they've got the, you know, state-of-the-art speakers and all of that, that's only a few people, that's not everyone, right, so, most people will, if they can, go to the cinema and watch films, so, people are still going to the cinema, right, but the other thing is, 
the cinema experience has diminished. You know what I mean? Like you go, cinemas can be dirty. Uh, you know, the food is well overpriced, right? So you go to the supermarket, a packet, let's say a packet of Maltesers or M and M's, right? Maybe it's eighty p. 80p at the supermarket In the cinema It's like £3.20 I mean There's over 100% markup Like what the Fuck is that Now listen You understand people wanting to make a little bit Of a profit if they added 50p on top so from an 80p right You charged I mean if you charged like £1.20 People be like, yeah, all right, fine. Or one pound. People be like, fine, I'll pay that. But to charge three pounds, like, go fuck yourselves. You know, and so this whole cinema experience, the way they just do nothing about people talking, right? I'm going to my local Odeon, the amount of times. People talk and the screen's fucked. So after the film, you go and complain. And they will try and do everything to get away from having to, you know, compensate you. Because I'm not like, yo, give me my... Just give me a free ticket to go see something else, you pieces of shit. Right? If you had people checking the screens, you'd have realised that was a thing. But they try and put it on you. Oh, why didn't you come out? Well, firstly, it's dark. And I cannot see where the fuck I'm going. Secondly, I come out, I then miss a big chunk of film. Right? You've just fucked up. I've made time to come and you've just ruined all of that shit. And, again, your staff are meant to be checking. Right? So, if they did all of these things, if they didn't rip people off... If they didn't serve, you know, stale popcorn, (laughs) if the experience was better, I think, again, more people would be, you know, happy about going. But the cinema have been lazy. Cinema industry has been very lazy with their offer to the consumer. So... You know, when streaming platforms then became a huge thing, people were like, awesome. I can watch shit from home. You know, and because the pandemic, cinemas have been cut, and, you know, a lot of films have been released online, it's made people go, you know what, this is better. So, listen, yes, we no one wants cinemas to disappear. And cinemas, you know... They've got the best experience. So people will still always go. Right? People will always go. But I feel this, you know, having films released, same, same, right? It it allows people that can't go to watch the film. And it also will force the cinemas to up their game. Right, and uh, yeah, that's enough. That's something they never talk about. Right, it's something they never go. Yeah, we can offer. You know, we could do. Hmm, 
No, but now it's going to force them to do that. So, yeah, people, you know I mean? Stop whining and do better. All right? It seems really weird how people, when they don't like something, something irritates them. It doesn't sit well, right? Instead of just being, oh, you know what? I, that wasn't for me. And just leaving it alone, right? Or just coming out and saying, you know what? I liked it, but I didn't like that moment, right? They will then... You know, they'll call the thing, like, racist, sexist, you know, they will go to the ism, right? They will classify it as this overarching big thing to bring attention. So everyone's like, yeah, you're right, we're gonna tear it down. And it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous, right? So, um, you know, a new show has hit Netflix, right? And listen, I saw the show was coming and I'm just like, that isn't going to be for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't go near it. Didn't go near it, right? But, yeah, obviously, a lot of people did because it's for them. And I'm talking about... Um, Ginny and Georgia, Ginny and Georgia, right, and, um, yeah, Taylor Swift was one of those people that watched the show, right, but she says that it's degrading women, degrading women, which is, um, it's an interesting thing, now, when, you know I mean, when they say it's degrading women, Right, all it is, it, it picks out one thing, right? One joke, right? One joke. Now, if you think it's this show is terrible and it's really bad, then obviously there's a lot of examples, right? There, there should be, you know, there should be all of these things. Look, there's 10 episodes. You know what I mean? The show is 10 episodes. So there must be all of these different points, all of these things you can show and say that, that. Oh, when you had the characters do that, obviously that was bad. That was just appalling. No, 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 no. It's one thing. One thing that got her go. Right? And that is um a joke right it's a joke between two of the characters you know so you've got um you know Ginny Miller and her mother Georgia they're arguing and um yeah it, you know i think Ginny um responds to a question about um you know, the breakup with her boyfriend. Her mother's asked a question and she says, What do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. And, <laughs> like, what that doesn't, that's, I, whew, 
Listen, right, it's not like you fuck more men than Taylor Swift, right? Going through men faster than Taylor Swift. Now, Taylor Swift is in the public eye. She chose to be in the public eye. If you choose a certain profession, you're in the public eye. Now, if you don't want to be in that, Right, if you don't want now, I'm not saying every musician, actor, actress, whatnot, they necessarily have to be there, right? But listen, just choose not to do certain interviews. Don't talk about certain stuff. Yeah, I mean you can do that, but as you are there, you can't call out. Every single thing someone says about you Because it's ridiculous And Listen, the thing being Going through men faster than Taylor Swift Right? Now, there are a lot of people And you've known people Who go on dates Right? They go on a lot of dates Doesn't mean they're fucking all of those people Just you're going on a lot of dates Right? Which really there's nothing, like, crazy bad about that. Now, like, are you going on dates taking money, <laughs> right? Listen, if you're going on dates taking money, yeah, then you're an arsehole, right? If you're, go- you know, you're demanding to be taken to the best restaurants, you're ordering the most expensive things, and then you're not contributing to the bill, yeah, you're a cunt, right? But, <laughs> that's it, right? It's not a degrading, it's not particularly a degrading thing to say, right? But that's, you know, that is the thing, that is the joke that, you know, is used. Now, if, um, you know, Swift had responded, you know what, yeah, I went, you know, be like, huh, you know, you, you decided to use that. Weak joke There's a load of things you could have made fun about Huh, well, I had a crappy haircut last year You could have talked about that You could have done that Hey, you know, work harder if you're using my Like, make some fun of it You know what I mean? But to be arse her It's it's crazy And then to try and invoke that it's a, a deeply sexist, you know, joke. I think it's a little weak. It's a little weak. And also in her tweet, right? So Swift's tweet was this. Hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called and it wants its lazily, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining um, defining this whole shit as funny? Also, Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy we- Women's History Month, I guess. And a, a, a broken heart emoji. Just like Jesus. Firstly... The whole thing, 2010 called, and they want their, that's some played out shit, right, that's some weak ass crappy joke building right there, 
You know, anyone that says, huh, um, 1990 called, they want their jacket back. <laughs> you know, you're just like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's that. Then it's kind of crazy. It's the, the dig at Netflix, right, who bought her documentary, Miss Americana. Right, so she got paid for that shit, but it's like, oh, Netflix are to blame for this show. Now they commission a lot of you know shows, documentaries, films, shorts, all of this stuff. Yes, they do that, but they give the creators freedom to tell the stories. That's why a lot of filmmakers and, you know, producers and whatnot go to Netflix and Amazon and these platforms because it's more freedom to tell, you know, a story than a studio, right? So there's that. So I highly doubt (laughs) that they are, you know, sitting over a show and monitoring every single line. Now, obviously... I mean, to get, you know, the money, the funding, you will probably have to give them an overview of the work you're doing, you know, so there might be some things that would be like, okay, we, we like the project, can it be, you know, this many episodes rather than this, you know, or, you know what, we don't really like the title, or, they, you know what I mean, they'll make some suggestions, but they're not. They're not going through every bit of dialogue from your fucking show So calm the fuck down You know, it's another weird thing You have, you know, like Taylor Swift's all her fans, right? It's a bit like with, you know, Beyonce and all her fans as well How these people will just blindly, right? Blindly, you know, jump on anything someone says, right? And and be like, oh my god, they said something about ban it, take it away, ba ba ba. But I, I wonder if it had been someone else's name, right? If they had said, oh, what do you care? You go through more men than Mandy Moore, like. None of those people would have said a thing None of them would have said a thing It's You know, it's baffling Right, there's a load of people that You know, comedians Like directors and whatnot That I enjoy And other people don't Now, if someone says You know what I think Chappelle, Segura, you know what I mean? Like, Fawn, like, any of these cat motherfuckers, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? They say, ah, oh, they're rubbish. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, I hate gas digital. You know what I mean? I hate all of this. I mean, like, I, you can. That's fine. I don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's as simple as that. It doesn't affect me. So why do all of these little drones want to jump on and be like, tear it down, tear it down? 
Because again, how many um, other parts of this show did you not like? Because you're pointing to one thing. You mean just one thing? And here's something else that you know is um, you know I think very important about this show. Right, it's created by Sarah Lampert, who's all you know. If you haven't guessed, people, that's a lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like um, the out of all the executive producers, most of them are women. You know, most of the executive producers are women. You've got like Deborah J. Fisher. Sarah Lampert again, Anya Adams, Jenny Daly, Holly Hines, you know, all ladies, you know, producers, the producer is Claire Wheeland, right, so you have a lot of women working on this show, the writers on the show are Fisher and Lampert, so they wrote that line you don't like, Swift, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, it, so, yeah. If you think it's sex, it was written by women, and it's not sexist, right? Again, it used your name, right? You did. Oh, you didn't hurt. You're in a relation. She's got a boyfriend. She's been seeing some dude for a number of years. Why do you give a fuck? <laughs> you know, like, why do you care? Jesus. Like, out of all the things people want to, um, you know what I mean? Like, moan about. This really isn't one of those crazy things. Right? <laughs> it is hilarious. It is really, you know. Hilarious how you know people try and tear shit down because it doesn't fit, doesn't fit the you know the narrative that you want. You know, it's got something to oh, I don't like that part, it's a lot of shit I do not like, and I'll say, Look, I don't like that, but that's it. <laughs> you know, what I mean? that's it. So, people. Let's calm the fuck down, because that comment, it's not deeply sexist, I mean, it's not a great, you know, it's not a great piece of literacy, you know, it's not a, a great comeback, or a joke, you know, and really, it's not something that people actually say, <laughs> I've never, you know, had an argument with anyone, and be like, hey, what do you care? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, huh, you've been sacked more times than blah, blah, blah. Like, no one says that shit, right? The only time lines ever get used like that are on TV and films. But it is what it is. But it, you know, it's, it's bad writing. It's, you know... Bit lazy, it's not sexist. So, listen if you don't like something, just say you don't like it, but stop trying to put it under an umbrella 
of, um, you know, controversy to try and make a, you know, ridiculous point. Because that, that ain't cute. To really cement how ridiculous the world is right now Basically is the controversy over Amazon's Like their uh, shopping app logo Right? I think this sums everything up pretty well So yeah, they changed the logo to their app Right? So, you know it was now brown, like a uh, like a Amazon parcel, and it's got their weird kind of smile swish logo on it through the middle, and then on the top, on the top in the middle was some bl- a blue little blob, right, with serrated edge- edges to look like a ripped off piece. Of tape, right? That's what the logo was. Now, some people online, they were like, "Oh my God, what's going on? Amazon are horrible. That new logo, that piece of blue supposed tape, looks like Hitler's moustache." <gasps> and yeah, there we have it. There we have it. These morons online. Right? These few more Because I say few. Right? Because these things are always few. It's never the large majority. Because most people don't give a fuck. And don't say a thing. Right? They just keep quiet. It's just like, eh, whatever. But a few people make some noise. And then everyone's like, we have to change. We have to change the world. Oh, my God. It is ridiculous. It's crazy, man. It, It makes no sense. No sense of at all. Right? Some, uh... (laughs) <laughs> Someone that works at this branding agency Right, she said um, Unfortunately for Amazon The visualisation of their parcel tape On the original logo Will immediately be associated As a Hitler-esque moustache As that shape is forever embodied In our subconscious brains as such Not the best association For a brand that wants to create delight On the doorstep Just like Oi (laughs) Oi (laughs) You know what I mean I'm just like Shut up You moron Oi And um Another brand supposed expert said, you know, brands change and tweak their logos all the time. It reflects well on Amazon that they listen to their customers. No, I'm saying fuck the morons online, right? Don't change. This is moronic. And no, it's only idiots go, (gasps) 
That looks like Hitler. Oh, that looks like a Hitler moustache. I no. Only a moron is saying that shit. Right? If you really want to look for things that resemble stuff, you could walk around all gay going, oh, that looks like a penis. That looks like breasts. That looks like a Hitler moustache. Oh, that looks like Mussolini. You know what I mean? You can find these things throughout. Right? Throughout our interactions with the world. But most people have better things to do. Right? Have better things to do. Shapes are shapes. And shapes don't hurt people. Right? Shapes aren't killing people for no reason. Other than race. You know what I mean? Religion. (sighs) And all of that, agenda, you know what I mean? So, no, I'm like, you don't change. You don't bow down to morons saying just crazy. Because, trust me, this would have all blown over, right? If you don't do anything, people just go, okay, move on to the next thing, all right? But you change, and then that's like, (gasps) oh. We did this. Oh, what else can we do? You mean that's what it does, right? You are feeding the beast. But now, now the new logo is so they've taken that blue tape on top of the logo, they've taken away the, the serrated edges and they've folded the corner, right? So that's it. Just a little cosmetic thing. Yeah, but it's just, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing, people? But it really does, it really does sum, you know, the last year and just this, yeah, I, I feel this current trend of people being complete assholes, right? I feel this encapsulates it all, so yeah, there you go, people, I feel, you know, it's a good place to move on, (laughs) let's move on to some other shit, okay, people, so on this week's Chin Check, we look ahead to Saturday's UFC 259, the Bumper pay-per-view coming up with three belts. That's right, people. Three belts on the line. You got Amanda Nunes with her featherweight title. You have Peter Yan with his bantamweight belt. And then Jan Blachowicz with his middleweight title on the line. So we talk about the challenges. You know, Megan Anderson, Aljamain Sterling, and Israel Adesanya, you know, making those challenges. And then the 12 other fights on the card. We break it all down, people. So once you're done with this, go get yourself some chin check and see if you agree with my musings. Right now, back to this. So I was wondering what to check out this week and... Man, I, I put on Netflix one day, and I saw that there was a show in my queue, and I'm like, 
why the fuck is this show in my queue? Like, why did I put this here? This does not look good. <laughs> it looks bad. But I'm just like, huh, what's going on? And I forget what I was doing something else. And I saw it was, you know, talking about the show. And it was like, oh, it's being renewed and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, I that must mean it might be decent, which it does not, right? Just because something gets renewed doesn't mean it's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, when someone pays a lot of money for something, right? And you see it all the time. You know, you it's cost so much to set up sets and all, all that production that you will usually do at least two seasons, you know, to try and just recoup, right? So... Look, we've seen it with a lot of Apple shows. A lot of Netflix stuff gets renewed. You know, at least for two, right? And, but I'm, yeah. You know, I think that's what lack of sleep does to you. So I was thinking, you know, it was two in the morning one. And I was like, ugh, what? I just finished something. I'm thinking, I have no clue what the fuck I'm going to watch. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. So I decided to check out. Fate, the Wink Saga. Yep, that's what I did, people. It is six episodes. And each episode is, I don't know, between 47 and 53 minutes. That's what it says on Wikipedia, anyway. It seems about right. So, it is created by Brian Young. And, um... Yeah, it's a, a live action, <coughs> a live action adaptation of Winx Club, which was a a Nickelodeon Italian show, which was created by Igino Straffi, right? And um, ugh. I mean, if you take a look of, at this Winx Club, I mean, it explains it all. It explains. And then you, you realize who Brian Young is. Yeah. It explains everything. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Right? So, <laughs> we got Anne Nicotin as the composer. It's executive produced by Young, Judy Conahan, Chris Fikir, Christiana Abuzeli, and Joanna Lee. Producers are John Finn, um, Makadara Killer, John Keevil. Cinematography is Frida Wendell, Tim Fleming, and Baz Irvin. Right, and uh, the cast, well, Abigail Cohen, she plays Bloom Peters. We've got Hannah van der Wizen, she plays um, Stella. We have Precious Mustafa, who plays Aisha. Elliot Salt plays Tara Harvey. Uh, we have Alicia 
Applebum, who plays Musa. Uh, Danny Griffin plays Sky. Sadie Sorrell plays Beatrix. Freddie Thorpe plays Riven. Robert James Collier plays Saul Silver. Eve Best plays um, Farrah Dowling, the headmistress. Theo Graham is Dane. Alex McQueen is Professor Harvey. Ain't they the main ones, more or less? I Yeah, I feel they're the main ones, more or less. Um, who else? Oh, Harry Michael plays Callum. Jacob Duddam plays Sam Harvey, who's um, Terra's brother. Kate Fleetwood is Queen Luna, Stella's mother. Yeah. Oh, Leslie Sharp is Rosalind. And um, the plot is this. Bloom, a fairy with fire powers, enrolls at a magical boarding school in the other world called Althea College. There she shares a suite with Stella, Aisha, Terra and Musa. With the help of her four new friends, Bloom starts to learn more about her past. Meanwhile, ancient creatures called the Burned Ones return to the other world and threaten everyone at Althea. Bum, bum, bum. <sighs> I mean, what to say? What to say? Oh, people. If, uh, if basic bitch <laughs> was, you know what I mean, uh, an entity, this would be it. You know what I mean? It's, look, this was not aimed at me. This show is definitely not aimed at me. It's, okay, right? So Brian Young, the creator, he previously was behind the Vampire Diaries. And that makes a lot of sense, right? Because... That this show is just, it is, you know, like all of those things, right? The, um, you know, Maze Runner stuff and, you know, Vampire Diaries and Twilight. Just all of those sort of programs. Buffy, Angel. This is just, you know, a newer version of those. Everything is, oh, everything is just simple, right? There is no nuance to uh, anything that we see, right? So, you have um, just these really mindless, stupid things that go on, you know, like... uh, we have Bloom at this new school, and, you know, people, like, will be trying to talk to her, and she's just snapping at them, 
and just being weird. But if someone like did that shit to you in real life, you'd be like, yeah, all right, go fuck yourself. You know, in things like this, people like, even like, oh, I really want to get to know her. Or it's just like, oh, I, uh, what did I do wrong? I apologize for approaching you in a oh, wrong way. And I should have, it's just like, the writing is infuriating. <laughs> it really is. So they they want to take all these, you know, expressions like mansplaining and, you know, stuff like that. Right. And use it. You know, any woke expression, right, they will throw out there. And it, it, it makes no sense. You know, there's this one scene, oh gosh, I feel it's between Bloom and Sky. And she asks him for something, right? And no, Sky, you know, Bloom, obviously, she's new, right? He's been there for, I think this is his second year. Right, so she asks him something. He knows because he's been there longer and he starts to tell her. She's like, Oh, are you gonna mansplain to me? And it's just like that that isn't that, right? That's not what that is. Like, what the fuck? And there was just so much of this. It it was, you know mind-blowing at the the clunkliness the clunkliness <laughs> the, the just the clunky ass script like it is so bad right you want to um you know show things but they don't really want to put in the legwork to convey something like the, uh, you know, they want us to be like, oh, Bloom's got a bad, you know, relationship with her parents. Which, I mean, it's a weird one. Because one minute they've got a bad relationship and the other one say, well, it's not too bad. And, oh, it's just my mum. But, and then it's just like, oh, but, you know. And the, it just changes to fit, you know, whatever's going on at that moment in time. But, um... Yeah, they, they, you know, we have flashbacks to when Bloom is at home. And, uh, you know, they, they show her uh, arguing with her mum. And her mum's like, um, oh, I want you to go out and have fun. Why are you just in? And she slams the door, so they take away the door. And it's just these clunky scenes real just clunky ass scenes and you're just like oh my god oh then it's this whole thing that oh she's a changeling which like using the term incorrectly just ah you know and what i you know is something that is always weird when you watch stuff set in the present day but they want people to act like they don't know certain things certain things that are you know stuff that everyone has seen on tv read in books seen in films you know it's stuff that is just out there right out in the ether 
things that people might talk about or you know from fairy tale just you know bullshit bullshit right but they have characters in these programs act like oh what is that oh that's crazy that's strange and you're just like no it's not like what the fuck are you talking about and they've got phones right we we see them on like you know social media and like text messaging all the time all the time which is terrible right because firstly everyone's got the same screen <laughs> like every time they, they want to show you something everyone's got the same screen and it's just like look the way i've got my phone set up is different to how my friends have got their set up you know what i mean but yeah in this program everyone's got it set up the same way they've got like a gray background with white text which is just a horrible horrible aesthetic look for the screen it's hard to fucking see and they put these tiny little boxes up so you're pausing it to try and be like okay what the fuck is getting said here you know what I mean? how important is this to the fucking story just Ugh, the lack of thought is crazy. It's fucking crazy. But, yeah, the way they change everything up, like, at the very beginning, you know, with these burnt ones, right? They're like, oh, if you get touched by a burnt one, you die. But then all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, people get attacked. And it's just like, oh, we've got a salve that can help with that. And you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. At the very beginning, when you spoke about these things, it was just like, oh, yeah, they'll kill you. You know, one hit and you're dead. But then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, if you mix this together and it will create this. And, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what are we doing? You're just changing the rules every fucking time. Right? It's just not consistent. And they do that terrible thing. You know, in those fucking programs, those teen shows usually, and the kids will do something real wrong, they'll do something real wrong, and then they, you know, like an adult figure in in the show will be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, that's a, and they'll be like, oh, well, uh, uh, if you had told me the truth, this would never have happened. And then the adult's like, oh yeah, you're right, I'm in the wrong, okay, let's try and move past this, you're like, well, no, no, like, what, what kind of lunacy are you talking about, what are you doing here, it's like, listen, everyone doesn't have to know every fucking thing, right, the way it is, kind of, you know, envisioned here, it's just like, oh, yeah, so every decision, you're meant to be like, okay, so the reason I'm doing this is because of burr, 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 burr. shit don't happen like that, it doesn't happen like that, sometimes you just have to do shit, just have to do shit, now, depending on relationships and things, 
great. That's when, you know, other truths and shit come into it. But it's not every single time you're meant to be like, oh, here's all the information, here's all of this. And especially with kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? With kids who are <sighs> emotional as fuck. Right? Now, adults aren't, ex you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Adults aren't emotionless. But you reach a certain age and you should be able to, and this is the point, you should. <laughs> we, it doesn't always work like that. But you can weigh things up. Kids don't often weigh things up. Or if they're weighing things up, it is more in the tune of, how do I benefit from this? Or, mm, will I get caught? Or, you know what I mean? It's not, oh, my actions. How will they impact the greater, you know what I mean? It's just like, hmm. Now, if I do this, do I get ice cream and sweets? Ooh, I do. Yeah, I'm doing it. Fuck. Yeah, it's just ludicrous. You know, they do this thing towards the end, which unleashes all manner of bullshit. But it's just like, oh, well, you should have told us, and it's your fault. And no, no repercussions. No repercussions. Right? And there's a point when, the, you know, Bloom, who is essentially the main character, you know, she has it out with Headmistress. Headmistress is like, okay, yeah. You know what? There is some stuff, right? I, I wasn't able to tell you because of... But I'll break it down to you tomorrow. Right now, there is some important. There's something I really need to do, right? I really need to do. But even that conversation is just inane, because you know they they've been told, oh, there's burnt ones, burnt ones. We need to go and blah blah blah. But instead of going and helping, this headmistress stops to talk to this petulant brat. <laughs> And you're just like, what the fuck? But given that information, given that information, right? But the brat still goes and does this crazy bullshit that then is just like, oh, I've forgiven you. And you're like, what the hell? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Like, out of all the, you know, all the characters, right? So, you know, as mentioned, you've got fucking um, Bloom, um, like Tara, Stella, Musa, and Aisha, right? They're, they all room together. And out of all of these characters, Aisha is the one who really... She does not get much of a storyline. Well, she gets no storyline. With all the others, you know, there's kind of, you know, we learn more about them. Right? We learn more about these other characters. You know, Stella being the princess and, oh, my mother's mean to me. <laughs> Tara, who's, um, you know, she's 
a, a little heavier than some of the other characters, which, listen, right? Everyone, you know, as a tangent, everyone kind of looks the same, which is, you know, another staple of this sort of show. You have a load of clones running around the place, right? So the the Tara girl who, you know, works with plants and blah, blah, blah. They, you know, she's a bit, you know, she's a bit heavier, right? A bit heavier than the other characters. But, you know, that's obviously a thing. Like, there's there's one point where they have her get into an argument with, ugh, I think it's Riven. And um, she's just like, oh, yeah, so, um, you know, obviously, you know, the big girl, and they're always meant to be, buh, 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 buh. and it's just like, wait, 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 hold on for a second, right? That wasn't the point of what was going on, right? The, 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 the spew response that she throws out would be fine, but... What happened wasn't that. And you're like, wait, what? what's going on here? You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, that's a valid response. If, you know, they would do it if he was saying blah, blah, but that didn't happen, right? It's ridiculous. But that's what it does. You know, the show just, it wants to throw out these cookie cutter moments. And be like, see, that's what happens when you stand up to this and you do this. And you're just like, ugh. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Come the fuck on. But, uh, yeah, all, all of these characters, you know, they have their moments and all of this. Aisha does not. <laughs> Aisha does not. And she's the one, like, black character. You know, the, the the other black character is, like, Theo, who, you know, he's gay, but, again, not really, no, Dane, Dane, that's the, yeah, it is Theo Gray is the person, Dane is the character, again, his character, not, no real story to it, right, and, and they have these people do these things, and it's just like, ugh, and it's bad. Now, you thought at one point that Aisha was going to get a, more of a story. Because, you know, I think it's like in episode two or three. They have her kind of losing... Con like, at the beginning, she knows how to use her powers. And she's, like, good and all of this. And then you see her not, like, lose control. Right? Her powers seem to be affected somehow. And it goes nowhere. <laughs> like, they mention it in this one episode, and then that's it's gone. It goes nowhere whatsoever. And at the end, oh, powers seem all fallen perfect again, right? And you're just like, whoa, what's, what's happening here? You know, what are we, what are we doing? You know, it, it's just, it is weird. This show is fucking weird, man. You know? Like, and I think, you know, again, this is another thing. And, um, you know, I don't expect 
every show to be like 50-50 down the board. You know, you'd be like, okay, so, well, not like 50-50, but, you know, spread, right? So we've got to have this many um, black characters, this many Asian characters, this many Latinos, and this many... No, 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 it doesn't have to be that. But if you've got this boarding school, this school full of all of these people, blah, 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 you would kind of feel that there would be more of a mix, this is, is basically white. <laughs> You're just like, oh, oh, so magic just hits white people? Is, is that what we're saying here? You know, I mean, there, there is a lot of that. There's definitely a lot of that. But yeah, just a lot of inane bullshit. You know, you've got these soldiers. Right? We've got these soldiers in there. You know, Sky's a trainee. And, um... It, <laughs> What made me laugh about this part of the story is because they're like, oh yeah, we're training, but all the training footage is trash. <laughs> like it, like it doesn't look like sparring at all. But they, they're meant to be like sparring and stuff. It, it does not look like sparring. It'd be like you could have tried harder with that shit. But when they go out. When they go out to actually like confront the burnt ones, <laughs> there is a bit like a oh, are you getting into your armor? Their armor looks more like farming gear. <laughs> it's like green jumpers with like a, a leather kind of holster, and it's just like say what? And then the adults, you know, like you had the um. Yeah, the the adult fairies, they're wearing like puffer jackets, right? That's the armor. <laughs> you do like wait, say what? You and like they when they get hit, this supposed armor, it's like sliced through straight away. I'm just like, why are you calling this shit armor? Yo, know, it is it's the production on some parts of the show is you know it's okay. Some of the magic looks you know looks decent enough, but then other bits are just yeah not great, <laughs> not great at all. I mean, it's just like yeah could have done something better with this armor. Right, even like if you think back to those June miniseries that Sci-Fi Channel did, which I really did enjoy. I enjoyed the fuck out of those. You know, the like the Force Shield that like um you know Paul used, Paul Atreides used in those, and that was back in the oh, was it like early nineties or is it no late nineties or early two thousands? It was one of the two. But they, you know, they looked decent, you know, and that was back then. And you're thinking they could have done something more along that, you know? Like, the steel suits used in those series looked better than the armor of this shit. It was just... <sighs> <laughs> Uh, 
And, and there's all this kind of thing about, oh, you lied to me. I can't believe I believed what you said. And then they'll go to someone else and they'll be like, oh, no. So the deal is this. And they're like, oh, OK. And you're like, wait, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> you, you're saying that, oh, that person's a liar. But that person, you're just going to blindly be like, all right, fine, we'll do that. And you're just scratching your head like, oh, god damn. You know, I was going to stop watching this. And what, actually, I was watching episode two and I was like, oh, this is so shit. <laughs> this is so shit. But it was just, I didn't, I didn't know what else to watch. You know what I mean? It's four in the fucking morning and you're just like, Ugh, I, I can't, I don't want to watch anything that I have to really think about, so you're just like, ah, fuck it, alright, I'm gonna continue with this trash, <laughs> and then you get to a point, and you'd be like, okay, I should just see how this finishes, because this is just ridiculous, <laughs> now, listen, as I said, this isn't for me, right, so I imagine if you loved the Vampire Diaries and all of that stuff, you will, this will resonate more with you. And I do think, you know, for a, a young audience, right, this, this is fine. Although I would kind of feel that, uh, I, I'd, I'd hope that certain messages would have been better. There's a lot of the messages that, you know, and when I say a young audience, I'm like 10-year-olds. You know what I mean? 8, 10, that kind of shit. You know, because they're not going to look at it as deep. You know what I mean? Like, you say one thing to a 10-year-old, they'll be like, oh, really? Okay. Oh, I'll go do that. <laughs> you know, so you're just like, yeah, this, this, this will be fine for them. But you'd have hoped that, yeah, some of the shit would have been better, you know, and again, all of that, oh, you're Manstainer, or, oh, I don't need a guy to save me, which is, again, it is fine, you know, I mean, it is fine, right, you don't, you know, because I, it is kind of stupid when you have certain shows, and it's like, oh, it's a female lead, but then she's still getting her ass saved by a dude all the time, but right, we've had a lot of great female characters who um, don't need to just resort to some of the bullshit that you see in a show like this, you know, so, yeah, you'd have hoped that some of the messaging would have been better, but again, yeah, I kind of feel for a young audience, this will be fine, or if you, you know, if you, if you love the cartoon, you know, the Winx Club cartoon, yeah, you'd probably, this might resonate more with you, you know, but not me, <laughs> not me, I just irritated the fuck, and um, yeah, I will not, I will not be back for season two, uh, especially the way this ended, you know, because you're just like, Whoa, 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 there's this stupid scene, there is this stupid scene in the, like, a kind of a graveyard, and you're just like, wait, 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 you just turn your back on someone 
who you know did a heap of shady shit. What? What? And here's another thing, right? They are, you know, this is a magical place. So you'd think there would be, firstly, certain blocks, right? But, you know, they Musa being the mind fairy, they act like she's the only one. And they don't know how mind magic works, right? Because she, you know, she'll walk past the teacher and be like, oh, I think they're lying to us because I can sense this and this. And you're like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you'd think that the teachers would be able to, A, block it, right? No. Oh, we need to be careful around a mind fairy. It's just a lot of shit like that. Like, you know, they, they're trying to question someone and they're screaming. And again, you'd think... Wouldn't you just put dampeners around so people can't hear? Just some simple-ass shit that gets overlooked time and time again. Oi. But, uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. So, um, you know, if you like teen stuff, yeah, 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 you might want to check it out. So, um, Fate, the Wink Saga. <laughs> Whew, at your peril, people. At your peril. So this week, I decided to go back to uh, Octavia Butler's um, Geon Genesis world. Right? The world of the Oncoli. The world of the future Earth. You know, so, um, yeah, we did Dawn. And so now it's time for adulthood rights, which seems a very fitting title in a few ways, right? So um, the gist of this book is, uh, in this sequel to Dawn, Lilith Iwupe has given birth to what looks like a normal human boy called Hakan. But Hakan actually has five parents. A male and female human, a male and female Onkali, and a sexless Aluoi. The Akali and Aluoi are part of an alien race that rescued humanity from devastating nuclear war. But the price they exact is a high one. The aliens are compelled to genetically merge their species with other races, drastically altering both in the process. On a, rehabilita uh, a rehabilitated Earth, this new race is emerging. Through human, Onkali, and Aloy mating. But there are also pure humans who choose to resist the aliens and the salvation they offer. They... These resistors are sterilized by the Aluoi, so they that they cannot reproduce the genetic in defect that drives humanity to destroy itself. But otherwise, they are left alone unless they become violent. When the resistors kidnap young Hakan, the Ankali choose to leave the child with his captors. Ooh, for he, the most human of the Onkali children, 
will decide whether the resistors should be given back their fertility and freedom, even though they will only destroy themselves again. Yeah, right. So um, this book is also read by Aldrich Barnett. And um, it's interesting, man, right? It is, it's really interesting because, you know, I feel like with Dawn, it does feel very logical. You do read it and you are like, yeah, actually I could see that happening, right? I, I, I could see everything going in that way you know what i mean like i i wouldn't really figure humans would act any any, any different to how they have done with this you know so it all makes sense but with this one it's uh you know it's not a direct sequel right so we you know because the last book dawn they were still on the oncoli spaceship so this one now they're on earth you know they're on earth lilith has um yeah as i said she's had you know this kid right and i think before i think in dawn she was mm, she was pregnant well she was pregnant with her first so this is her second i feel her second child right um and you know they're on earth and things have definitely changed right more humans are awake and all of this is going on you know and now we've got these resistors which you do feel is a bit of an odd one right because when the colleague you know they've woken everyone up they've told everyone what the deal is it seems a little futile but you know <laughs> i think um we've definitely seen you know people do things that seem rather futile and you're like wait why are people doing that that doesn't make any sense right why would they do that which is a, a definitely a big thing here now so uh, you know, a lot of the book we are basically seeing through, um, you know, the childlike Hikan, you know, before he's older. He's still, because when it starts off, he's still pretty much a little baby. He's, um, oh gosh, I want to say he's like maybe 18 months, something like that, right? And he can talk, which is the crazy thing. So everyone's a bit shocked by this, but you know we're seeing, we're seeing all of this. I mean, actually, first of all, we do actually, you know, we we start off with Tito, right? Who's a resistor, comes to the village, and you're thinking, oh, what's gonna happen here? But he, um, yeah becomes entranced and becomes part of the whole thing now this literally is at the very beginning so no real spoilers there people but um yeah we we then start to follow hikan right and so yeah you're, you're seeing everything through his eyes and his perceptions 
which is, I think, one thing. And, you know, little kids do look at the world in a completely different way, right, to an adult. Well, even just to a teenager, you know what I mean, right? And just, you know, to be honest, even just from a, um, you know, a, a kid of eight, say, you know, was every, I think as children grow, they've perception does change um but we, we get to see things from that point of view which does help the story you know it does kind of you know because it, you're then having to see these resistors and how they view things right and you know the way he is i think looking at his interactions with people and his parents and just all of this right so all of that is it's very interesting you know but then we have him get older right we have him get older and i would say something that does seem a little bit odd is um, like Hakan's allegiance, right? I, I, okay, I guess that would be a little bit like, huh, okay, yeah, that's odd, but it opens things up, right? It, it opens things up for the story, and I guess where they're looking to take it. But I, I, I you kind of feel that this book. It's a bit of a, um, I don't know, maybe an allergy, an, an allegory, allegory? Hmm, I think that's the thing I'm thinking of. But for just race, right? Because the way people act towards these, um, you know, constructs as they're called, these half um, human, half on collie children, you know, they're hybrids, um, yeah, the way they act to them is, you know, it feels similar to, um, how people act to, or, you know, what they do now even, but as, and, and especially in the past, to people mixed heritage, mixed race, <laughs> you know, because we have the the straight up on collie kids, and then we have the, the you know the hybrid the, the construct kids, and it's this yeah different way people look at both. Like neither are fully embraced, right? Neither are fully embraced. But what we see these resistors do is, is something we've seen you know time again time and time again throughout history, you know, taking them and um, looking to raise them as their own, right? Because, you know, if we raise them, we can teach them our ways and they'll forget about all that dirty on college stuff. <laughs> you know, like, listen, Australia, New Zealand, they did that with um, Maori kids. You know, they, they did it in, um, you know, America with uh, native 
American kids, right? They they done it all over, you know, taking kids away from their natural parents and being like, we're gonna bring them up, we're gonna, you know, teach them how to be, right? They did it in South Africa, they've done it everywhere around the world, whichever kind of race, you know, nationality you want to kind of look at. It's just one of those just evil, nasty-ass things that people have done. And, and yeah, we're, we're getting all of that through, you know, Dion Collie and, and, and the humans, right? So we're getting to look at all of these different things, these slights, these bigotries. Yeah, and especially as, you know, Hakan, he, he works out a solution. Right, he he works out a solution that might give the humans, these resistors, what they've always wanted. You know, because they want to be able to have kids. They want their own, you know, freedom. Even though they technically do have it, but they don't want, you know, Dion Collie around or anything like that. So something has been worked out. But we still see this pushback, right? We still see them do these actions and these things that you're just like, wait, hold on. You, you've been offered this thing, but you're going to do that? Like, isn't that detrimental to this whole, we thought you wanted, what are you doing? Right, so we get to see all of that, and then the rationale that they have decided, you know, which makes sense to them on their new actions, which you're just like, oh my gosh, this is insane. You know, so all of that does play out, and we're like, okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense, or, oh, uh, yes, I've read about, you know, something similar, you know, within history. You know, um, whether it be ancient or eh, not that many years back, you know what I mean? It's all there, right? It's all there, which does make this, you know, a fascinating piece from Butler. And especially when you think it was written in 1988, you know, so apartheid was still a thing. There's a lot of stuff that was still pretty, you know, pretty much still entrenched you know when she was was writing this and yeah you know she would still have, you know she would have kind of you know hmm i was gonna say no slavery but um when was butler born um yeah no she would have known slavery Butler was born in 1947. So, you know, the, everything that she's gone through, you can see how that has definitely impacted her writing, right? Which makes this fascinating, right? Makes this so fascinating that she's, um, you know, telling this tale. But it, it's all there. Right, you know, we're seeing, and you know, everyone doesn't feel the same, 
right? We do have all these different viewpoints and understandings and rationale and the way people have got these allegiances and you're just like, but why when you're thinking this and, you know, just some of the things that they've done, you know, like, you know, is we have characters from the first book in this one, so we have that, and you're like, but you would do that knowing, you know, which, yeah, interesting, so it, it's a, you know, it is a uh, a good sequel, right, it is something that I feel is definitely worth, um, worth checking out, and especially if you did enjoy Dawn, right, it's, um, yeah, it makes sense, right, I think everything that does take place does make sense, and I'm glad they did age Hakan because it did become a little irritating, <laughs> you know what I mean, did become a little irritating, but yeah, it, it, it was good that they changed him, um, in changing him, you do get this weird new kind of fault, right? Which you're just a bit like, huh, interesting, okay. So, yeah, you are very, um, you're left perplexed, right? Because it's just like, hmm, what's going to happen in this third book, right? I don't know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out, you know, because this isn't your fast-paced, you know, it's not one of those books that grips you in that, <gasps> what's going to happen on the next page sort of thing. It's more of a, you know, this thing that entrenches in your mind and you're thinking about it and you're like, oh, yeah, no, that would be like that. And, okay, I get that. I understand, right, so you're just thinking about it on that kind of level, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I will be checking out the third book, which is, um, Imago, I think that's how it's pronounced, Imago, um, because, yeah, I'm kind of fascinated to where this is gonna go, how this is gonna fully play out, but, um, yes, if you enjoyed Dawn, I feel that, uh, Adulthood Rights is is going to be a, a good read for you. So uh, check it out. It's on Audible. Um, you know, narration, everything works, right? It's very enjoyable, people. So yeah, have some fun. Okay, people, so we have reached that time again. We're at the end of an episode. But before we bounce, let's take a look at uh, what's happening in the world of TV. And there's a lot, right? So, um, yeah, MGM and United Artists Television, they've teamed up with Tadmore Entertainment and they're making a uh, a TV series on judo. Yeah, they're making a TV series on judo, and um, the thing is, it's a 
Well, it's a documentary, and they're calling it, a, it's weird, it's a documentary and a scripted series, but it's, um, yeah, it, 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 it's following the Iranian ch- Iranian champion, Sadid Moulay, and the Israeli champion, Sagi Muki. So, um, yeah, I mean, out of all of the martial arts, it, it, it was a surprise that they decided to do judo. But, hey, I used to do judo. I think it's, it's definitely a good, you know, a, a good art, right? So, yeah, be interesting. You know, I can't think of any other, you know, thing that's kind of covered this. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Right, so um, at Showtime, they're making their first Lady Anthology series. You know, looking at, you know, as I say, the, the first ladies, you know, you know, of all the presidents. So um, Dakota, Dakota Fanning has uh, joined the huge cast. Um, she's not going to be playing a first lady. No, no, no. She will be playing the daughter of. Right. She will have the role of Susan Ford, the uh, daughter of Gerald and uh, Betty Ford. So Aaron Eckhart will be playing uh, Gerald and Michelle Pfeiffer is playing Betty. Yes. So this is a, you know, it's a six episode um series and yeah it's got you know the likes of Gillian um Gillian Anderson who's playing Eleanor Roosevelt Viola Davis as uh, Michelle Obama right so yeah they you know huge cast loads of famous people kind of impressive right so you got that now over on the CW, right? Home of um, a ton of DC projects. Well, in an unsurprising move, they've added a second season to Superman and Lois, even though only one episode has aired of the first season. But you know what I mean? Listen, this is, they they need to recoup that cash. Right, so um, yeah, they spent a lot of money. Makes sense to a second season, you know what I mean? And all of that DC stuff, it does fairly well on the TV scene. You know what I mean? It just doesn't hasn't translated as much on the film front. But TV, yeah, they're gangbusters, man. So um, HBO. HBO have teamed up with Spike Lee to do a multi-part documentary series, right? Now, you're thinking, oh, I wonder what they're doing it about. <laughs> well, people, it's the, actually, it's the 20th anniversary of uh, 9-11, right? When the, you know, the planes hit the Twin Towers and everything went crazy. So yeah, they're making this multi-part documentary. But the like the the, the the sticking point for me with this is they're also cramming in the coronavirus, which just feels a little ham-fisted, 
right? A bit like the end of Black Klansman when you had the Tiki Torch stuff, you know, in the end credits. It's just, just a bit like, ah, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? The title as well, right, is NYC Epicenters 9 11 to 2021 and a half. Just, ugh. Oh dear. But, um, you know, it's saying it is offering a portrait of New Yorkers as they rebuild and rebound, right? Whether from the terrorist attacks. Or the coronavirus And I'm like You can't do the last Because people are still They haven't rebuilt People are still getting fucked by it So it just seems Weird You know what I mean To try and tell that story That hasn't happened Like what are you saying motherfuckers But Anyway, that's happening. So over on Netflix, they've done a lot of uh, foreign language stuff. They've really upped that game of late, right? And we've seen a lot of interesting stuff hit this platform. Another a new, uh, you know, French language series is Asterix and Obelix. Yeah. The um, you know, the comic book series that started in '61. Yeah, that was when the first uh, graphic novel hit. Had 38 volumes today. 38. Supposedly, they have been translated to 111 different languages, which is pretty impressive. Right, so um, yeah, they're making an animated event series, yeah, that will uh, be looking at that, right? Um, and it's a story of uh, two ghouls, right? Asterix and Obelix, characters of their um, of their village, as they, with the help of a magic potion, fight the Roman occupation of Europe. Mm-hmm. So it's supposedly going to be based on the seventh book in that 38 book series, which was Asterix and the Big Fight. So um, Alan Shabbat is writing and um, yeah, directing um, the piece. So they they reckon that the show will uh, debut. In a couple of years, 2023. So, uh, yeah, a little while to go, but you know. So, um, HBO and BBC are continuing their successful partnership, and um, they are doing a new show called uh, The Girl Before, which will be written. And executive produced by J.P. Delaney Who also wrote the novel of the same name So the uh, two main roles will be played by Guji Mabfa-Raw and David Aloyu Right, so... um. 
you know, Mabfa Raw plays a woman who moves into a beautiful, ultra-minimalistic house designed by an enigmatic architect, architect played by Aluyu. Right? There's just one catch. Occupants have to abide by his list of exacting rules. Um, now, Jane, who's the woman, starts to feel the house changing her in unexpected ways. But when she makes the shocking discovery that her predecessor, Emma, died in the house, she's forced to confront unnerving similarities. Mm-hmm. In- sounds interesting, but also it does sound a little bit like another show that was on um, Netflix a few years ago. It was a film. Um, I forget the name though. I want to say Mother One or something like that. But yeah, does sound a little bit like that. And um, also, people. Uh, so we know that um, you know Lucas Films, they are making an Obi Wan Kenobi uh, TV series, right for Disney Plus. So um, you know Ewan McGregor, he's reprising his role as Obi Wan, and Hayden Christian is reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker, and uh, now. Uh, they've got um, Indria Varma. She has joined the cast, right? Um, now, it, 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 I believe that it's going to be a big role, but her character hasn't yet been revealed. So we're we're not sure if this is a you know maybe a Jedi or something that has already shown up in a comic book. Or maybe this is a completely new character. Um, But yeah, we don't know. So um, we will find out. But this series is supposed to take place 8 to 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Right? So yeah. And supposedly at the same time as the events of Solo. The uh, terrible, terrible film (laughs) that we had to endure a few years back. (laughs) And um, let's end with this, people. So, I think it's the longest running, right, scripted, you know, show on primetime television, right? The Simpsons. And a lot of people did think that once Fox was swallowed by Disney, that might be it, but nope, that is not people, because it has just been um, renewed, right, so it will now be running at least to its 34th season, jeez, that is a lot. So essentially, right, that's two more seasons that, um, yeah, Disney have um, decided to go with, right? So, um, yeah, that is impressive. 
No, so that will give it 757 episodes. I mean, jeez, that is a lot. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, people, that is us. We are done. And I um, hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Remember, tomorrow we've got Echo Chamber and um, hey, Chin Check. There's an episode of that out today as well. So go check them out. Share with your peoples. You know, enjoy. And we will see you next Wednesday, people. Peace. In a row and it's